um, this hiring manager apparently said that Virgos and Scorpios are too feisty and critical. (laughs) Wait. Okay. I would not use the word feisty to describe Virgo, but okay. No. I feel like they picked, like, critical for Virgo and feisty Feisty for Scorpio. Scorpio. Like, they picked, like, one. Honestly, now I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this person. I'm going to switch up my game. What the fuck do you know? Fucking discriminating people based on their zodiac sign. Oh my sign? gosh. I'm just do what you got to do. At the end of the day, if someone doesn't want to be around me because of my sign, I probably don't want to be around you either. Right. You're being silly, but okay. I forgot my... Is yours going? Oh, your phone? My debit card was in the... In the thing. In the thing. You don't want the people to steal your identity. No, I don't. With the technology these days, they could zoom in. Right. Copy, paste. (laughs) Bleach your bank account. (laughs) The most simple thing. Copy, paste, stole your identity. (laughs) Is that what it was like, like, back in the day? And by back in the day, I mean, like, 2008? No, I feel like (laughs) You know, copy, paste. Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. Your information. Yo, on some real shit. You know what I was talking to someone about? Mm. Microsoft Paint. Like, oh, oh, that was my shit. Like, does that mean like I always knew I was an artiste an growing artiste. up because I was like drawing, <laughs> but like on a computer when I discovered Microsoft Paint, I was like, oh, I'm about to make some of the most flawless shit. <laughs> square with a blue background like, right. you know what I mean like I felt so cool oh no I loved Microsoft Paint I I was like I'm an artiste as well and I thought I was gonna be a graffiti artist specifically <laughs> I love the spray paint feature that was my actual I love that for you. shit yo I was like no, oh, so you know what I mean? And when you would, like, name. fill it with, with the color, like, <laughs> yes, a part of it, I'm like, oh, my God, never been done before. I'm so cool. Right. <laughs> Drop fill paint. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. For real. That was Unlocked iconic. a memory, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, um, that was so fun. Back in the day when it was, like, you know, normal. I mean, I guess it is still now when, like, people would, like, illegally download, like, software. Oh, yeah. Like, my brothers were, like, really good at, like, computer stuff. Mm -hmm. So, like, I somehow ended up having, like, Photoshop on my computer for free. Yeah. And, like, I, that was, like, a whole nother <laughs> level. I was, like, oh, my God. Oh. I have Photoshop. Like, I don't even know what the fuck I was doing on there. I was probably making some weird edits to, like, pictures that we took on our flip yeah. phones and, like, posting it on Facebook my and space. shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is in high school, so Oh, it was in high Facebook. school, so it was Facebook. Yeah. Okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. And, you know, it was professional. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember the switch from MySpace Me too. to Facebook. I thought it, it was, was like wild. Ninth, was it, like, ninth or tenth? I yeah. can't actually remember exactly, but I do remember the switch. Oh my god. Like MySpace just kind of stopped too. being cool. Which is a shame because I really actually loved that they had music. Oh, MySpace, MySpace like, that was, was dope. That was MySpace, it was your it, whole brand. It was. You know what I mean? Like Facebook, it's like, <laughs> you know, everyone is the same. We all blend together. You like me, mm-hmm. I like you. You poke me, I poke you. Which I still ah! think is fucking weird. Like, why the fuck were we poking people out here? Fucking weird. I but we as a collective, pokes. like, we thought that was normal. I forgot about the pokes. I don't think that was normal. Oh my god. I don't know why, but like, I feel like oh, I feel like offended. That's <laughs> Like, what do you mean you're poking me? Right, I wouldn't want a real You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I And it wasn't just people our own age. You know there was these weirdos that were older. Oh, yeah. That you knew. Not randoms. That you knew. Mm-hmm. We're not going to say names, but you know who you are. Right. 
that would poke you. And it's like, it's kind of really inappropriate. Yeah. Like, why are you poking me? Like, you're fucking, why do you even have the chance to poke me? <laughs> and it's what does this very, mean? It's actually very childish because I remember when I was like eight years old running up to people and being like, poke I know. <laughs> and like running off. But like as adults, we're fucking doing it. Yeah. No, it's so weird. It's so strange. Didn't MySpace have something kind of similar to like that where like you showed love in some type of way? It wasn't a poke. I don't think no, it, was it was a poke. What would MySpaces have been called? <laughs> I don't know. Chokehold. Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit had us in a chokehold. For real. For but real. If MySpace did that, if it had like chokeholds, like it would have been normal. No, at it would have been time. totally fine. Like, oh my God, you love me so much. It was in our emo days. Yes. Those were the emo was. days where it's like, you know, that now, though, it would be weird. It what would, you mean you got it would be too much. Yeah. It would be too much. Like, you love, mm-mm, mm-mm. You, know what I mean? you love yeah. me too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, why is there such a stigma about, you know? About know. what? I feel like it's funny because recently a lot, I've been talking with, like, my man's kind of about this, of how it seems in the single world that... Wait, I'm, like, I'm like, what goes on there? She's like, what's that? Right. I, <laughs> been wiped up for a minute now exactly but and again also, this is both i live of us. vicariously through the single people via right. my friends and twitter right and like you know social media i'm like oh shit like i know what, what goes down the twitter's yeah exactly mm-hmm. you know and so again this could be totally wrong because we're both booed up you know and it's me and my man in a relationship talking about it but whatever no it's just basically talking about how you know um there's kind of this like I don't know. Stigma? Stigma, I guess, is the best word for it. Of, you know, we all know as women that we want to be in loving, safe relationships and things like that. But men right now more than ever think that we're out here like gold digging and only want like Oh no, I can't. Relationships Are we going like, right to no, get into this right, right. now? Because I, I could talk about this the whole episode. Right. Let me go off real quick. Yeah. I think it's really funny because men are like, oh my God, women want us to make them feel safe and protected and to provide for them. <sighs> Gold digger. Like, this is literally how it should work, in my right. opinion. And hey, that is my opinion and I am entitled to it. And if you disagree, good on you. You can totally have your own opinion too. But in my head, at the end of the day, yes, what is a man going to do if he's not going to be there to take care of me when I need him? Right. Like, truly, what no. the fuck are you here for? Right. If you're not adding, if you're not adding to what, what I can already provide for myself, why are you here? And this is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I provide tender care and affection and other ways of healing in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I expect my man to make me feel safe. Right. I expect what is wrong something with that? from you exactly. in a relationship. Like, I'm sorry that we finally have standards and that we are not so dependent on you exactly. and your money and like we we actually can pick what kind of man we mm-hmm. want i think that is the problem here is that before women didn't have a choice about mm-hmm. the kind of man they were with you got a man you better hold on to him tight now we're like well i want a man who's gonna do this that and this for me mm-hmm. and you know men have always had that choice can i just say that no they men have have been the ones that had the power in terms of the kind of woman they want to settle down with. And mm-hmm. it's normal for men to take their time figuring out who it is because they just haven't found the right one. But if a woman takes her time trying to figure out who she wants and dates around and sees what people have to offer, just like men do, mm-hmm. we're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I just had to go off real quick. Because no. I think it's so funny. And it's so true. It's like I really feel like 
obviously 100% correct. And men are just so upset that women finally have a voice and they are like, I'm not accepting less anymore. You know what I mean? And And there's a lot of media, right. And there is a lot of media hyping us up right now. And so that is empowering us and making us realize, yeah, it is up to us to like, set the standard and set the tone. You know what I mean? And we have now raised in our, our standards. And like, if you're mad, then stop then chasing be after mad. Her. You know what you I know mean? You know what I mean? At the be end of the day, it. there's plenty of people in the world. If a woman is moving in a way that you do not like, go find another one. We will do that with men. You should do that with women. We should just stop talking about it and just be about it. Go right. find the person you want. There's plenty of them out there. <laughs> but yeah. they love to talk about it. They, and they do, because they're to mad that we because, finally right. are confident. And like you said, we are not scared of telling people what we want. Mm-hmm. We're not scared to express ourselves anymore. One thing that I really do want to give credit to, I personally have always believed that music has a lot of power in terms of the culture in a society. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, female rap has always has been around, but female rap within the next four years, I want to say, has helped attribute to that. Yeah, The fact that we don't give a fuck and that, okay, you want to play me? I'll play you right back. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. why should I just have to sit here and take it and be the good girl that's wifey material? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And the right man, ladies, I promise you, the right man, he will look at you and be like, damn, that's a powerful ass woman and I want her. And that's it. Facts. And people, men, or sometimes women, who are not comfortable comfortable with themselves, they're always going to have a problem with you when you stand in your full power. Mm-hmm. And that's just the case in any situation, not just romantic, job, whatever. There's always going to be haters. There's always going to be people that are mad at you for speaking up for yourself. But you just got to keep doing you and the right person will be attracted. Yes, 100%. Like somebody's going to see you doing you, setting those boundaries, setting those standards, stepping on necks out here. And they're going to be like, damn. Oh, stepping on necks. Damn, I yeah. want you. Yeah. You know? For real. Because at the end of the day, I feel like when you're powerful, actually powerful, mm-hmm. you also want a partner that's powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that fake powerful shit where you need all this validation to feel good about yourself. I'm yeah. talking about true power. That silent power. Mm-hmm. When you're a woman, man, or anything in between, when you have that, you seek that out. Mm-hmm. And you don't accept anything less. You really don't. Like, I'm not going to waste my time. Because why should I? And also, what is this? Like, I'm not, not teaching anything I'm not, for I'm not me. your fucking teacher. Like, who am I to fucking teach you how to be powerful? Right. I'm, like, truly. I figured it out. So In I terms of relationships? To, yeah. For sure. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm really at this stage. It's like, I figured it out. So if you can't, I'm sorry. I don't have time to teach I you. Really I really don't. I really don't. don't. You could go teach yourself just like I learned on my own. Exactly. Sadly, nobody was there to teach me either. But also, it's like if you're showing potential, like I might try and put you a little bit on game. But like, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm like potential. Bye. Not even in relationships. Not, yeah, sorry. Not in actual dating relationships. Not in relationships with like friends and stuff sometimes. Yeah. You know, like if you are eager and feel like, you know, you want to learn something, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'm willing to teach in that sense. Most of the time. No. Because I've learned my lesson with trying to be the teacher and they put you up on a pedestal and then they do something real shady and then they get embarrassed and they stop showing themselves. Yeah. That's happened so many times and it's like, well, (laughs) why did you put me up on a pedestal? You should have just been real about the type of person you are and then given me the chance to choose whether I want to be friends with you or not. But people always play that game of pretending to be understanding like you or to be even Mm -hmm. spiritual like you or whatever Mm -hmm. it may be for different people. And then they show their true colors when they do something really fucked up. And usually those people never come around again because they know what they did. And, like, 
I have been through that so many times and I've talked about this on the podcast. I've been burned before. And it's like, I'm tired of giving people a chance just because I believe in them a little. When it comes to friendships and relationships, listen, if I'm your boss or something, yeah, I'll teach you a little something. <laughs> you want to be my little protege? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Cue um, our last boss video. Yeah. If you check haven't watched it, we talked about haven't. the signs that are the best bosses. So go check it out. Okay, wait. Actually, I feel like this is a perfect kind of segue. segue? I love yes. a good segue moment. Yes. A perfect segue <laughs> moment. <laughs> Okay, wait, fun I'm fact. <laughs> fun fact. No, the guy who created Segway died on a Segway. Oh my God, wait, I feel Remember, like you told I told me you this. this. Yes, this but if you guys wild. didn't know, it'd he be your to own make- inventions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Segway seems mad dangerous. Oh my God, me, that's but- wild. Well, Anywho, yes, we're segwaying. 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 Thank you. To the next part. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enunciation <laughs> usually helps. As a bilingual, English is my second language. Whenever I trip up over my words, I announce right. it more. I realized, though, halfway through, I was like, what am I saying? Like, where is this going? Where is Sagittarius <laughs> Mercury live. You caught that? it here first. <laughs> what was that? Okay, but we were just talking about, you know, women stepping into their power yes. and stuff like that, knowing their worth in relationships and demanding more. So last podcast episode, we talked about the show that we're watching called X-Rated. Oh, my God, yes. And in one of the episodes, I wanted to talk about it because it's relevant, and it was just so good. Like, I, I needed to bring it up. They had a dominatrix. Mm-hmm. on the show it was so iconic she was so cool she was so cool she played it off real shy real cute no she was... i knew she was just dying to step on every man's dick on that literally stage. literally <laughs> so andy cohen asked her like what is something that you know these men like normally ask you to do she was saying i'm always with like powerful guys and you know they want me to step on their dick mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wild it's so wild because it reminded me of something, another podcast I listened to. I think it was on Girls Gotta Eat. And they asked them, like, you know, who do you usually, you know, work with? And it's usually these CEOs, big shot guys. Yeah. And apparently these CEOs, because they're well aware of how capitalism works and how much they have the lower middle class and lower class fucked up and they feel guilty and they have a guilty conscience, Mm -hmm. in order to get that karma and that balance back, they go to these dominatrix people and, you know, dominatrix clubs, sex clubs, and they basically have them do horrible shit to them. Like have them stomp on their dicks (laughs) or pee on them or just literally embarrass the fuck out of them and I thought that was so fascinating and yes I love that episode too because it's just like every time I hear more about the lifestyle of someone who's a dominatrix I'm like fascinated oh I'm like oh my god like I just imagine them like coming out of a session and like a music starts playing and they're drinking their (laughs) coffee and they're like I did my good deed for the world fuck capitalism (laughs) fuck the patriarchy (laughs) women rule like those commercials that are usually for like tampons, I would like oh that after like a dominatrix oh like gosh. stomps on a CEO's dick. I... <laughs> like they're happy running on the beach. Like, yes. Because yes. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, obviously they're getting a high from it too, yeah. which I absolutely love. And love to see it. Love to see it. And I feel like actually, the funniest part. I would love part, to see it. Like actually. I would actually I would, love to I would, see I would, it. I would love to see it. Yeah. Like, like Jeff Bezos. 
Oh my god! To watch someone you know stomp on his you know dick, he, you know he likes it too. But does he? Because I feel like he's so proud of himself. Like he loves himself so much. He has a shrine of himself. I believe it. Oh yeah, you know. So no, I don't like know. Weird... He's like one of those weird guys that doesn't care about how much he fucks over his mm. employees or the world. Yeah, because even his ex-wife said that he was cheap. You know what I mean? Like this dude, like he doesn't even want to fucking spend his billions of dollars, oh. and he just swears he's hot shit. Ew. So I mean, I feel like he must be getting his yeah his kicks and kinks in other ways. Yeah. You know? I don't know. He's just so weird. He to me. is. I such feel a like weird he's an man. alien. I'm sorry to like deep dive into. Right. I mean, I'm not really sorry. Like this is <laughs> my conversation. But like, I feel like he's an alien, dude. He's, he's fucking weird. Him and Elon Musk freak me out. I know Elon They're Musk scary. doesn't freak me out as much because I don't take him seriously. Because he's smart, but also like the way he goes about like social interactions, yeah, I'm like interesting. Okay, so I don't take him as seriously. But like Jeff Bezos, I feel like evil lives within him. Mm. That should be the name of the documentary. Yeah. That's where he is. That's what I believe and that's that. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> and on the third day, God created Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and that's where he you know he fucked See, up. Okay, I'm, I'm going to say why I feel like Elon Musk kind of scares me equally too though is uh-huh. because I agree that I feel like he's kind of a joke but then I also thought Trump was a joke and then, you know, what happened I with know. him. So like, he, Elon Musk... But at least he's like he has like forward thinking viewpoints. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's very uh like he thinks about the future. Like yeah. I can appreciate that at least. Because yeah. Trump was just dumb. It's yeah. like you don't care about the world. At the end of the day, I gotta give respect to Elon Musk because of what he's doing with cars and because of how much he's saving the world mm. in terms of electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Like I will just always give him that. Because mm-hmm. even though he's fucking weird, mm-hmm. at least he's helping out. He's trying to do Global something. warming. Yeah. He has been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his influence has made other popular car companies make electric vehicles. No. You know what I mean? That is true. That I don't is... even know that much about cars and I can say that. Yeah. No, that is that is very true. Hmm, I just don't trust him. Oh, do you think I trust so anyone shady. that's a billionaire? Come on. <laughs> exactly. I know them. It's like weird. Y'all are being weird. <laughs> Speaking of Amazon, I saw this article the other day that um, they're going to be raising the wages of the software (laughs) engineers at Amazon before they were capped at $160,000 per year. Now it can go up to $350,000 per year. And I actually tweeted at Amazon Careers, I was like, "Um, wrong workers of wages that you're trying to like raise here. I feel like they probably... (laughs) That's probably why they made that new commercial that I've been seeing everywhere of like Amazon warehouse workers. Like mm. we're now paying our employees $15 minimum. Like thank you so much. Like you know what I mean? Like I I don't know what it is, you guys. Like I am the first person to love when employees get what's theirs and have higher wages. But the fact that Amazon even has to make a commercial to speak out about the raise and how much they're paying the employees now. It seems like damage control to me. Oh, 100%. And also still not good enough. It's just odd. You don't see any other company doing it. I mean, maybe there are some big name companies that are probably on the same boat where they need to do damage control. Exactly that. And it looks bad. Like, you don't see companies that are actually taking care of their employees having to spend money 
in marketing for uh-huh. commercials for it. Going all that's a waste of money, tour. is it not? No, it, is that not a waste of money? Thinking on a corporate is. level that the fact that they have to make fucking commercials about how much they're paying their own employees, like that is so obvious to me. Yeah, and it's like, I don't know. $15 really isn't a living wage. And then you hear about all these freaking horror yeah. stories that Amazon workers have to go through. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm and s- these people who have to work in the factories, like, yes, it's great that we get our packages delivered in two days or whatever, or sometimes one day. But I actually care more about somebody being able to go on a pee break and being able to eat. You know what I mean? Or being able to provide for their family. So It's, it's odd behavior. And I don't do know if something. you saw, they also – made their membership more expensive by like $20 each, their yearly one. And then also a while ago, I noticed that ever since they started working with Whole Foods, Whole Foods has been changing too. Mm. Whole Foods essentially, um, when the pandemic was happening, Jeff Bezos, you know, he basically, he's the one that signed off on this. He told their employees, well, maybe you should let your coworkers borrow some sick time. Like if you have it, give it to other people. What the fuck is that? What the hell? Yeah, and he took away free delivery. Like, this is all kind of first world problems, the free delivery shit. Yeah. But, like, the actual, the the way they treat their employees and the fact that they bought out Whole Foods and they already started to fuck with the employees of Whole Foods in that way, too, it goes to show that he really is trash. Yeah, and doesn't care about their employees or only his his only concern is a bottom line. You know what I mean? How much money he's it's making, so clearly. Weird. And I just wish that there was actually something more that we could do to kind of help this. Because it's really getting out of control, in my opinion. Like I wish there was something we could do, too. But sadly, there's nothing, there's nothing there's we, nothing can we do, could do really. against literally Truly. a billionaire. Truly. If our government isn't doing anything about it, what the fuck can we do as people? And it's, yeah. it makes me actually angry that we as people feel inclined to do something about this. Like, at the end of the day, like, yes, power of the people. But also, we have our government, all these people that have so much more power than us mm-hmm. that could do something about it, but they're not doing it. No, they're still in their pockets. It's like, okay, even if we did come together, put a strike against Amazon for a week, kind of hit their bottom line where it's like, okay, you have to pay attention to us. Yeah. At the end of the day, all of these politicians are in Amazon's pockets. You know yeah, what I mean? No sure. real change out. will be implemented until our government decides to do something, unfortunately, which is probably never. Another thing that I saw about him, as if it couldn't get any worse Um, I read an article that said that he is dismantling a historic Dutch bridge for his yacht. What? Do you know how privileged you have to be to be like, oh, well, my yacht can't, like, go through that? So, like, I'm going to take this piece of history away from you. I'm sure he's paying, but, like, still, it's fucked up. Still. People have memories there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just the privilege is what gets me. No, for sure. It's the privilege because if you have enough money, you can do whatever the heck you want in this world, it seems like. Yeah, it's true. You know, because he's not even anybody in government. He just has hella money and is like, here, make this happen for me. Yeah. And people all bend over backwards. It's disgusting. It really is. It's gross. Like, why can't they? I I want them to say no to him. Yeah. Like, can they say no? Like, I don't know. He seems like the type that would kill you. Right. And he'd make it look clean, too. He would figure out a way to make it happen just because he has so much money. You I know? mean, if anyone could do it, it's him. There's people out here that have $100 in their pockets and they'd be killing people. Facts. 
back. I mean, <laughs> or they got nothing and they be killing people. <laughs> I want to talk about some breaking news. Okay. Which happened literally. <laughs> <laughs> which happened like an hour before filming. I was on Instagram and I see Nazanin Mandi. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's, you know, my fellow Iranian queen. Mm, yes, I gorgeous. saw that her and I saw that her and Miguel got back together. Oh. And I don't know if you what? knew, but they like broke yeah, up. Yeah, they broke up. And like they were like, listen. I'm one of those people, I do not idolize celebrity couples that often or ever really because I don't know what happens behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. So I always try to be like, oh yeah, they're cute. But like they were one of my couples where like they just always gave me soulmate energy. Yeah. Um. So when they broke up, it was hard for me. And like I, it wasn't like hard for me. I was crying. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I saw it and I was like, oh, like a little longer than yeah, anyone yeah, else. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like his love songs made me extra sad because I'm like, you know, Adorn and like all these right. like iconic love songs where he was clearly talking about her. Like it just didn't hit the same. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all ain't even together. <laughs> He's a Scorpio too, Miguel. So like it just hit different for me. I'm like, ah, she was supposed to be here forever. Right. <laughs> Don't you know? But I saw that they got back together. Um, she posted a picture of them oh, on her Instagram yeah. and she captioned it, heal the root so the tree is stable. I'm so proud of us. Oh, mm-hmm. yay. Yeah. yeah. And like it's just so adorable. And also That's I feel sweet. like I just I just appreciate I appreciate couples who, you know, go through a break and they come back stronger because I think a lot of times breaks are looked at as like a done deal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they are. It's like ways for people to be like, oh, well, like maybe we need a break. Yeah, And like really they want to break up. Mm -hmm. And like most of the times it's that. But a lot of times also it really is a time that's make it or break it Mm -hmm. where it's like, well, this person's still on my mind, but like clearly it wasn't working for a reason. And like, how can we better ourselves and how can I just focus on myself right now Yeah, and see what happens later in the future? And Mm -hmm. you can only hope that maybe if both of you are on the same page, you can come back together Yeah, because that relationship meant so much to you, but it doesn't always play out that way. And just seeing that, it made me happy. For sure. I appreciated it a lot. And it is about getting stronger. And you do have to have that solid foundation Mm -hmm. to make that relationship work again. For sure. Because if it cracks, it means that like something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get back together, you got to fix that foundation. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, I think it's a lot of people, you know, they're scared to say that they want to break. But it's like, you know... It's hard because you realize that something isn't working anymore, right? And you know you have to have a harder conversation. And we always talk about how it's hard to have those harder conversations, real conversations about like, I love you, but you're not serving me in this way anymore. Exactly. You know what I mean? This isn't working for me anymore. And you're putting yourself first. And usually you're very comfortable in these relationships. They've been together for a long time. Long ass time. Since they were like, I feel like teenagers, Teenagers. if I remember Mm -hmm. their story, which is really cute. You should Google it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't even know actually if it was a break. And a lot of times what I'm really talking about is like breakups that tend to, you know, last a little bit, like six months to a year. And then you guys find your ways back to each other. Because I don't know if they sat down and they're like, we need a break. It right. seemed like it was a breakup. It seemed like it was over. Yeah, yeah, honestly. But like sometimes it takes that for mm-hmm. both of you to finally focus on yourselves. And like that time apart, especially when you've been with someone for a very long time, it's nice to in your adulthood figure out who you are by yourself. Because when you're with someone for a long time since you know you were young, 
a lot of your identity is tied to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys grew and evolved during some of your most important years, you know, together. For sure. So to have that separation and figure out who you are individually and then decide to come back together, like that to me is something that is beautiful. Because you don't have to come back together. No, yeah. You know, if you it get means... a taste of the other side and you want it, you could easily be like, I don't want to be with you. For but, sure. But Especially when you do get back together, as... it means you love each other and you yeah. know that you want this relationship There's something and you're willing there. to fight for it. Yeah. And honestly, that's what you really need to have a successful relationship. You yeah. know what I mean? Two people saying, I pick you every yeah. single day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? No matter what's going on between us, it's like we're going to work it out. We're going to figure it out together. Yeah. You know? And honestly, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about in this podcast too that ties to this is like the act of learning to love someone. I feel like, you know, we get into relationships and we just think love is there and it's always going to be there. And it's like, you kind of need to keep that fire alive. Yeah. And not just like fire in terms of passion, that, but also communicating with each other. Oh, you're changing. Why are you changing? Who are you changing to be? Like, are we still going to want the same things even though you are changing? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're not changing at all and I want to change. Like, all these things are important in love. And a lot of times I feel like we just expect love to be easy, but you truly have to work at loving someone. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, you fucking hate them and you're working at loving them. I mean, like, you see the things that bother you, but you love them so much that you are willing to compromise and you're learning what kind of love they need. And you're teaching them what kind of love you need. Mm-hmm. And it's not just fucking easy. Like, I hope it works. You have no, to work at it. No, and you have to be willing to ask for what you want. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like that's something Boldly. that's... Yes, that's something that I didn't always understand in yeah. relationships. But it's like you're literally not going to get what you want unless you ask for it. Yeah. You know? So, like, if you're afraid to be communicating to your partner, like, maybe you need a break. You know what I mean? Maybe something needs to change because you shouldn't be afraid communicating your wants and your needs to your partner. Like, ever. Yeah. You really shouldn't. You know? You and really shouldn't. Again, there may be a time in your relationship where that comes. You're like, I feel like maybe we're not on the same page anymore. But and, and, and that's okay. But communicate through that. Yeah. You know, have those uncomfortable conversations. I think I don't know how it is for guys, but for us women, we definitely bite our tongue a lot because we just assume that like, well, you know what? I don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. And guys, I feel like a lot of them are just laid back. So they just don't bring up shit. <laughs> yeah so if we do that as women we play that little passive role of like well i don't want to i don't want to rock the boat yeah or and we then want dudes are just nonchalant like mm-hmm. that just that just creates a cold war really for sure for sure and i feel like i will say like in relationships prior sometimes i would just be like well why don't you know what i want without explaining it you know mm-hmm. what i mean like can't you feel my energy can't <laughs> yeah. you see that i'm upset and like i'm sure they can but also why don't you explain it further so they really get it you know cuz like maybe they say like okay i was feeling your vibe but i didn't really know what that was all about yeah you know so that was something that i really had to kind of get to understand too it's like Say what say what you mean. You, you know? also got to give yourself and them a chance to fight for the relationship. Yeah. Like, can I just say that? Like, yes, maybe you'll rock the boat or maybe they'll rock the boat or maybe you guys have to talk about something that's uncomfortable. And yeah, maybe you will have to fight for your relationship at the end of that. But do you know how stronger your relationship becomes every time you fight for it? Mm-hmm. It shows you how much you want them, you want this, how much they want you, they want this. Like, 
I think that's so important in a relationship. When you don't talk about the hard shit and it's always just assumed that you guys still want to be together, any little thing can break you guys apart. Mm-hmm. I have to say that because it's freaking true. It will because you guys never talk about the real shit. Right. It's just always easy breezy. Mm-hmm. And then something happens and one of you is triggered and it feels like the biggest fight in the world because you guys have never fought for the relationship together. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about that toxic shit like, oh, they cheat on you, you cheat on them. Like, you're always on and off fight for it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a relationship that 90% of the time has mutual respect and understanding. Mm -hmm. And you guys genuinely care for each other. Those are the types of relationships that you should fight for. You know, ones that actually make you feel good most of the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But maybe you guys disagree sometimes and you have to fight for it. Yeah. Because like we have said multiple times, like – relationships are not always easy. It's not always like, you know, two peas in a pod living harmoniously together. Like, no, we are our own people going through our own things. So we have to continuously communicate where we're at, what we're feeling, you know? Yeah. So we can reassess if this is still working (laughs) or if it can work. You know what I mean? And I also loved in the, in the case of um, Nazanin and Miguel, like, (laughs) They both have obviously so many options. You know what I mean? Like both of them are freaking sexy as hell. Mm-hmm. And obviously there's something deeper there that they keep going back to each mm-hmm. other. You know? I mean, it usually is. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you got to have this understanding of the other person to feel like they're your end all be all. Mm-hmm. Like truly. Mm-hmm. And it, that's what I mean when I say every time after you have, you know, a situation where you have to fight for the relationship, that's where that confidence comes in after you figure that out. You've seen the other person fight for you, you know? So why would you feel insecure in that relationship when they've had the opportunity to leave so have you, but you guys chose to come back and fight for it? Yeah. That, that's, that to me is beautiful mm-hmm. as a Scorpio Venus. Love, war, same thing. Yes. You, you <laughs> should feel stronger after it. You know what Absolutely. I mean? And if you don't or if you still have questions, then you didn't do it right. You know what I mean? You yeah, didn't definitely not. say everything on your heart or... You no, know. you got back together because it was easy and comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, you never want to get back together for that reason. Right. We were on a break. Right. You <laughs> wanted to be going back into it feeling more confident than ever. Mm-hmm. You know? And not to say after that you were never going to fight again. Like, it's just right. a different level of confidence in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... I don't actually even know how I came across this article. I have like Google, you know what I mean? And sometimes they show me articles and sometimes they are astrology ones or, Mm -hmm. you know, related to the Zodiac and stuff. And so I came across this one that was like um, 40 mind-blowing astrology facts. Oh, who is – where is this from? A potentially um, <laughs> questionable site. It's from bestlifeonline.com. Bestlifeonline.com. Best <laughs> but I the, wanted to. <laughs> I'm crying. Okay, let's see what they got. But The org. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about some of these because it was like, ooh. Yeah, I'm excited. These are kind of fun. Hit me with some I, Zodiac facts, Yes, I'm going to give you some Zodiac facts. Okay, so the first one is. The two signs that produce the most presidents. Do you want to guess one? I mean, is Taurus one of them? No, actually. Oh, gosh. Who is it? No. Let's see. Who else? Mm. Oh, God. 
Is Scorpio there? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I don't want to, like, suck my own dick. <laughs> <and it's> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know we're powerful as fuck. Right, she's like, sometimes I'm I like, do I, like, tell people about it too much? Right. I mean, but the no, facts everybody speak knows. for themselves, honey. Okay. I don't even got to say the it. The facts are dear. What we talk about in our last leadership video. Scorpios yes. are there for me. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you. Mm-hmm. We, know, we know how to play the game. Right. And, okay, the second. Yeah, who's the second? Was Aquarius. Oh! Which I loved because oh, we picked both of them signs. in our boss. Yes. Our best boss video. I actually love both of that <laughs> because, as I said, and when it comes to Scorpio, we are really good at empowering people and believing in people and just are really, really good at connecting with mm-hmm. people on a deep level. And Aquarius, obviously, the 11th house, the community, doing right. things for the people. Right. You know? <laughs> I yes. love that. No, I, I love, love that. that it was those two. No, it's iconic. And fixed signs too. Right. Fix sign. Ah, running shit. Exactly. Running shit you out know? here. That attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obsessive mm-hmm. nature that mm-hmm. fixed signs have. It's like that consistency. Exactly. You know? And we care for the people in mm-hmm. different ways. Totally. You know, Aquarius and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Genuinely just care. Right. A little too much sometimes, but that's what makes us great. (laughs) And it's like they care about the people, but also they don't care about your opinion, like you said in the video. You know what I mean? Which is very key. Difference, you cannot be worried about everyone liking you. You can't please. You can't make everyone happy if you're in a position of power. You really can't. And if you try to go around making everyone happy, you're wasting time that you could have spent actually making a difference. Mm -hmm. The other two signs that um, were like in the top amongst presidents Uh were were Aries and Virgo. They were tied for two other presidents, which I thought was interesting. Wait, and this is just Americans? Yeah. Yeah. I was more excited if it was the world. America doesn't choose this president. Yeah, it's all like, yeah, you know, and they're all white, except for... All right. I don't care about these white men. Okay. The other fun one that I saw, and again, I really don't know how they're like pulling these or like where this is all coming from. Right. So like, you know, don't shoot the best messenger. Bestbelieve.com? Yeah. <laughs> best life. Basically, bestlifeonline.com. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> but this, this next one says this next fact is Leos are the most likely to hit the gym. Duh. Like, I could have <laughs> said that as soon as I was born. Like, come on. You don't even need to do any research to fucking back that. You guys care about your looks more than any other sign. Facts. And we talked about this. When you're a performer, Leos are known to be the performers of the Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Of course you got to look on point. Right. When you're taking set, like, when you're taking center stage every day of your life, willingly, uh-huh. of course you want to look your best. Yeah, you want to look fucking bomb. Also, you're the sun. Yes. The Leo's ruled Hello. by the sun. If I'm shining, I better look good. All eyes on me, so I better look good. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I thought not I was... as mind blown about that one. Right. But apparently there was a little bit of research behind it too. There in 2013, a survey of 10,000 UK women reported by Hello found that Leo's were twice as likely to go to the gym compared to any other side. Wow, I love that for you guys. I, listen, my Leo Mars, I can confirm. Like, I feel good when yeah. I work out. I really do. Yes. Yes. Also, I, I, I feel like when you are fixed fire, like, you have a lot of fire in one space, right? Like, you need to release that yeah. energy in some way. So I feel like Leo placements, fire placements in general, you should always find a way to release that energy because you guys hold on to that. But Leo, that fixed fire, for sure. Mm-hmm. Dance, 
get up, go on a walk, run, go to the gym, whatever it may be. If you have Leo placements, fucking get up and move. Yes. You need to release that fixed fire energy in some way. Yes, and consistently do it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That's what's going to like feel really good to you is like you guys showing up every day and like doing that dance, that exercise, or moving your body however you want to be moving it. You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the next one that I thought was pretty funny. Can we just that- do like three of these every yes. episode? <laughs> yeah, because there's these a lot. are fun. <laughs> these are good, right? They're so fun. <laughs> I'm like really enjoying myself. Okay, so the next one is, it says, an employer came under fire for refusing to hire certain signs. I think there's nothing wrong with that. So <laughs> what is that? Like, who cares? <laughs> Do you want I want the right saying? people. Oh, you're, we have we know the sign of the person. Yeah. Oh, God. is it a Scorpio? Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at me already. Right. Like, I like, get that it. Sounds like a yes. great idea. <laughs> like, why would you not? Again, at the end of the day, why would I not pick out a team that I'm compatible with in terms of my Mercury sign, the way we communicate, Mars, our drive? Like, why would I not have the right people on my team? Yeah, that are actually going to bounce off my energy. We're going to produce the best work. Mm-hmm. I said this even when we had roommates. I'm like, I need to know people's signs because why would I want to live in a situation with someone that I don't get along with, that I can't communicate with, that we just don't vibe? It's the smart thing to do. It's true. It's true. Oh, actually, I don't know. I wonder what the manager sign was because I'm wrong. It wasn't a Scorpio, but he said that he's not hiring Scorpios or That's Virgos. That's fine. <laughs> I know we broke your heart. Um, this hiring manager apparently said that Virgos and Scorpios are too feisty and critical. I'm cry- <laughs> Wait. Okay. I would not use the word feisty to describe Virgo, but okay. No. I feel like they picked like critical for Virgo and, and feisty, feisty for, for Scorpio. Scorpio. Like That's they picked so like funny. one. Honestly, now I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this person. I'm going to switch up my game. What the fuck do you know? Fucking discriminating people based on their zodiac oh sign. Oh my gosh. Just do what you got to do. At the end of the day, if someone doesn't want to be around me because of my sign, I probably don't want to be around you either. Right. You're being silly, but okay. I like to be around people that like to be around me. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I like myself enough, so I'm like, mm, if you don't like me, then that's fine. Right, then bye. That Get out of like my way. That's a you problem. Mm-hmm. Get out of my space. So on the chronicle, on the next chronicle of Yay and Julia Fox, uh-huh. <laughs> so they broke up. I don't know if you saw. Oh, I did. Which is like a big shocker. But then also like more texts came out with like Kim and him. Oh, and like he was like, she was literally like, can we please discuss these things yeah. privately? Which she has said multiple times. And then she also said like, you're taking this too far. Like I'm scared someone's going to hurt Pete. And <laughs> Yay went on Twitter and was like, don't do nothing to skate. <laughs> And then he said, I love you. He was texting her saying that he's her number one fan. He And like we're laughing it off, but this is not okay. No, like it's it's very toxic and like abusive. No, it's abusive, literally. Like he's just like past the crazy mark. Like he is making me feel uncomfortable in terms of like his stalkerish ways. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people give a little bit too much grace to the father of the child, like the ex that is also the father of your child and the shit they get away with mm. because they're the father of your children. They're like, well, he still loves her. It's like, he's still trying to be there. He could be a dad, but we still have to look at him as the kind of man he's being in the relationship and he's acting 
really scary. Mm-hmm. Like, he could still be their dad. That's fine. That That's always going to be the case. Doesn't mean she has to take him back just because he's their dad. 100%. He's acting like a lunatic. Like, it's scary. Yeah. No, it is really scary. Like, this whole weekend and all the texts that came out, it was very, like, mm. It was sad, to be honest with you. I felt, I felt sorry for Kim and her children. Right. And... Again, I read it all, but I wish I didn't have the option to read it all, you know? It seems like it's none of my business. Right, it's very personal, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah, the way that Kanye is acting right now is, mm, I just want, why has nobody taken his phone away? You know what I mean? But we've been asking this question for how many years now? No, it's so true. Like, no no one's going to do anything about it. Nobody can manage And the the people who are, like, his diehard fans, like, listen, I I know Kanye makes good music. Made really good music. Ah. Sorry. (laughs) Um, But that doesn't mean that he shouldn't be held accountable for his actions as a man. For sure. For sure. And I think that's the case for a lot of these artists that do crazy shit. People are like, well, I love their music, so I'm a stan. And it's like... You need to keep people accountable. At the end of the day, celebrities wouldn't be who they are without our approval, mm-hmm. without our support. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have to stop holding them to a different standard because we like their art. Yeah. No, it's true. We it, we really shouldn't be separating the person and the art. If it wasn't Kanye and a friend of mine told me that their man was doing all this – just a normal person was telling me that their man was texting them all this shit, like posting their texts on their Instagram. Like I would tell them, hey, this sounds like it's getting scary. Yeah, and I would you, call the you need to do something yeah. to protect yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. So why is it any different in this situation? Mm-hmm. I would have tried I to get it. Like I know Kim's order. not perfect and there's a lot of people that, you know, that hate her, but it's like no woman deserves this. No, no. And it's sad that we see it happen a lot I feel like unfortunately you know like in this happens a lot in families you know yeah and it sucks to see it being kind of like played out on this larger scale I hope their children never are really understanding or like yeah exposed to what exactly they will be later at the end of the day they will always see it like yeah which sucks it does suck it does suck and it honestly is embarrassing Mm mm-hmm it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing as hell. His Gemini ass is embarrassing the fuck out of her. <laughs> it, and it's also just wild because I honestly am happy for her and P because like P is a Scorpio stellium with a Capricorn moon. Like he is the stability that she needs. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, secretiveness. You know, that you Privacy. Know, yeah. Kim has a Scorpio Mercury. The way she communicates, it is locked up. She does not fucking put that shit out there it is not for everyone to know like she's a libra yes social but like her scorpio mercury makes her very private in terms of her communication mm-hmm. and what people know mm-hmm. so the fact that he's airing it out like this i could just i could just feel it she's probably so stressed out every day because mm-hmm. you also don't know what he's gonna say next you don't know you know what i what mean private what are you gonna, gonna come share? out next i mean how much worse can it get than when he said that um, when he said that North was going to be I aborted, know, that like that really, is, really, you're saying really that about your own mad. daughter, dude. Like how much further can it go than that? Dude? Yeah. That is one of the most horrible things that a parent could say about their child. Mm-hmm. Even if it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that shit. <laughs> Take it to your grave, baby. For real. For real. Oh God. There's so many layers to that that are like extremely problematic. I truly think that like. 
I truly think that this is basically childhood trauma playing out in front of our eyes mm-hmm. for the world to see. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor, but Kanye needs a doctor. For real. You do. And I mean, if all of this, again, is just for some like album promotion, that is really pathetic. Like, I'd, uh, listen, I think it's dumb. <laughs> Kanye doesn't need album promotion. He's one of those big name artists that could get really away doesn't. with not posting about it, also dropping the album and it'll still do well. So I don't think it has anything to do with that. I truly think that he is in his own little world and he wants to take center stage. Mm. And he wants, it's like Judge Judy, but for the world to see. You know what I mean? Like couples court, like for the world to see. And Kim is like, can we please do this in private? And, and he's, he's like, like no, nah. I want the world to watch. My son. I got something no. for you now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, <sighs> Lord. Privacy, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. Don't take it for granted. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you are really value privacy, make sure you get with somebody who equally values privacy. Absolutely. And if you get with someone that doesn't understand it, explain that shit to them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Being like, hey, I see that you love to talk about your whole ass life all the time. (laughs) That is not who I am. That is not my truth. Stop talking about my life when you're telling everyone about your life. Right. That's that. You could do you, but don't bring me in I've done that before. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we are not the same. Find your own stories to talk about. Stop talking about my life. (laughs) <laughs> i love you but stop yeah like actually mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. Mm. so as y'all know we answer questions here that are related to our youtube topics so youtube videos that are not the podcast mm-hmm. and we reacted to a list of all the zodiac signs and their biggest red flags that you know they get away with most mm-hmm. so from that video we pulled the question how have you been working on your signs red flag so sagittarius mm-hmm your red flag was inability to stay in a committed relationship, I uh-huh, think. Something uh-huh. along those lines. Yes. Have you been working on that? Okay, so yes, I have been working on Finally, it. Finally, something that we actually did do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> something that I have accomplished and like overcome, you know what I mean? Um, yes, I would like to say that I have been in a healthy and happy committed relationship for the past three years she's doing the damn thing and if she could do it you could could do Sagittarius you know I actually saw on Twitter I heard (laughs) I heard on Twitter I saw on Twitter that maybe the trick for us Sages is to date somebody else who has other Sag placements oh for sure and I'm like that's nice yeah because then both of you are a little bit like on edge like is this for real right like oh you committed to (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> you like understand your apprehension yeah. a little bit more, you know, and sure. get into it initially. Um, and then also, I would like to say my other happy, healthy, committed relationship has Aww. been with you for the past I what, like ten that. years? Ten years. You guys, like we're about to have our ten year friendship anniversary <laughs> yeah. this year. It's gonna be lovely. Oh my yes. god, I love you. I love yes, you. honestly, Sagis get such a bad rep, they do. but I have Sagis in my family. <laughs> Sages as bestie and like truly you just gotta be the right one for them to want to commit to you Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And sometimes the right one's there and they're not ready and that's okay too. But you guys are so capable of being with one person for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think it helps when, you know, we know that the other person is also very serious about us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Like with all, with the people I'm in a committed relationship with now, they profess their love to me. You yeah. know what I mean? They let me know it's that they rocky. love me and that they're going to let me be free and that they appreciate my energy even if I'm not always the perfect energy for them. Or if you're not you know? grounded. Exactly. You know, because some people want grounded back. And at the end of the day, if you're going to be with a fire or air sign, you're not going to get grounded. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what what you date those signs for. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Okay, Sarah. So what about yours? Overjealous. Yeah, mine was overjealous, Scorpio. And honestly, yeah, like I just cannot even stand the thought of thinking about someone that much anymore. When I was younger, I clearly had a lot of time to think about how jealous I am. But truly now I have (laughs) poured so much into myself and my life and who I am as an individual that like, I don't even care. Yeah. Will something happen and I'll be like possessive? Always. Like (laughs) even when I'm 90 on a wheelchair, like I will have that streak in me where I'm like possessive over the person that's mine. Mm -hmm. Um, But jealous? No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll have little cute moments here and there where, like, I'll I'll say something funny, but, like, not to the point where I'm, like, fighting with you over it. Like, I used to when I was younger. Yeah. And insecure. Because I wanted to have that person, like, know that, like, they were mine. But when you're in, a re- when you're in the right relationship, they will do everything they can to make you feel safe and secure. Yeah. And you don't even have to ask for it, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that validation that I don't even ask for and it comes my way. Like, that makes me be the best version of myself. Yeah. But when I was younger, and I would be, you know, with these people that were insecure themselves and would do weird shit, of course the jealousy in me would take over. hmm You know? And I felt like I had to fight for what's mine. Yeah. And that was honestly <clears throat> such a waste of time. Like, I can't believe how much time I spent wanting to prove myself to people that didn't even know themselves. Yeah. That's where that jealousy came from. Like, oh, do you not know that, like, I'm the best? Mm-hmm. But, like, when you actually love yourself, you're just like, this is who I am, and I know you're going to love me. And if you don't, you're not the one for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Facts. And I feel like it's kind of a combo of the two. It's like, yes, knowing, like, I'm awesome, but I also think that, you know, the relationships that Scorpios, when it's, like, healthy and happy, the people are fulfilled filling up their cups too you know what I mean they're very much letting them know you're secure we're okay here like I love you and you have that very tight feedback of like I there's no reason for me to be jealous or to be acting out in this way exactly because I just have so many things going on for me so it's like what the hell do I have to be jealous of yeah you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I'm fucking beautiful I'm smart I'm funny as hell who's gonna make you laugh like me like truly truly like who is and if they do good luck like you know what I mean it's like all those things when you start realizing that about yourself you literally laugh it off you're like you gonna hurt me like I am the best thing ever yeah can't touch this yeah you really can't touch this you know you know like on some cocky slash confident shit no, that's but, the type of vibe you need to go into relationships with. Mm-hmm. So if they do hurt you, you know it's not you. Right. You didn't do anything wrong. You were just doing you. They got problems. Because you know? it, I do 
still feel that, you know, like even sometimes when we are, we know our worth, we know like mm-hmm. everything we deserve. If, if it's just like a shit person, exactly. they're still going to treat you like shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's up to you to leave that mm-hmm. instead of being jealous and being crazy and staying in there and right. trying to prove your worth to them. Because that is when jealousy actually becomes a big problem. It's not like, yeah. oh, she's just jealous. Like you will make it your whole life to protect this relationship but really you're not protecting shit you are literally in a toxic relationship where you feel the need to prove yourself constantly Mm -hmm. and i hate to say it but that partner loves that you have to keep proving yourself oh i could just throw up thinking about it you know how many dudes out here love it it when (laughs) girls fight over them yeah you think they sit there like oh my god i'm in so much drama no they sit there with their boys like yeah she fought her she fought her back like they love that shit you need to get out of that Mm -hmm. you should never ever ever have to compete with anyone in a relationship never cardi said it best your only competition is yourself Mm -hmm. Okay, so our next question that we're going to be talking about, as you know, we talked about the top bosses of the Zodiac. Sarah is doing her deep breaths, you know, getting prepared (laughs) for this question. And if y'all remember the question, if you don't, here it is. The question was, what was the sign of your worst boss and why were they terrible? So, Sarah Bears, let us know. Let's get messy. I'm ready. Oh, I ain't going to get messy. I'm going to get real, okay? Um, My worst boss was a Taurus. And I just want to say that I felt so validated. Uh, One of the comments we got in our video, someone else said their worst boss was a Taurus. I'm like, these Tauruses out here playing us. And (laughs) let me tell you, you might think, you're like, Taurus? Venusian? They're so nice. They're so laid back. No. They are micromanagers, dude. Yeah. They are micromanagers. And the worst part is this lady that I worked for, she made it seem like she was so sweet and like she had all these like amenities, you know, laid out for you. And we go on like trips with our team, like all this luxurious shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, the day to day, the anxiety I had going into work was absolutely one of the worst experiences I've had in my life like I was on edge all the time and like nothing I did was ever good enough like Mm. nothing was good enough yeah and the worst part is I should have known this I played myself I got hired on the spot it was when I just got out of college so I didn't know now I know you hired me on the spot why are you so desperate you know what I mean why is there so many different people that have worked in the same position over the last year I heard stories about all the people that were in my position that kept leaving that should have been a red flag for me. This Taurus boss was absolutely just treacherous. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> and I feel wicked. Like- <laughs> she was a wicked, wicked, wicked. witch. <laughs> wicked bitch. How about that? You were a fucking bitch. Tell them. I feel like they they that Taurus boss probably had to like take you out on the trips and give yeah. you all the amenities yeah. to like try and make up for trying to hide the fact that she was like really shitty, unorganized. Like, unorganized obsessive. and also like obsessive but would do that thing that Tauruses sometimes do low, uh, you know low vibrational ones where they would make little snarky l- remarks in front of people like would oh, never no. say anything to you when you're alone but yeah. when there's people there they'd like cc someone in the email where they're being sassy to you oh, no. for no absolute reason other than to try and belittle yeah. you yeah embarrassing and that was it's just so sad that I went through that and I know I'm not the only one that has been in a toxic <sighs> you know, situationship at work mm-hmm. where you felt like they loved you and they wanted to take you under their wing. And that's literally what happened when I was leaving. She's like, this is your job straight out of college. Are you sure you want to quit? She was literally trying to make me stay. And I was like, I don't think this is the right fit. 
I do not feel happy working here. And that's the thing. These boomers, they love to tell us, you got to stick it out. You got to stick it out. No, like the first sign of distress, the first sign of my heart beating faster than it needs to before I step into the office, I'm quitting. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck, you guys. I really don't. There's absolutely no need for it. There's thousands of jobs like why would you choose to go and work at a place where you feel anxious having to go in every day Absolutely. you know what I mean or you you don't feel that you are valued as a person you know what yeah. I mean like these are basic basic requirements it I is feel and like. you know to give you a light at the end of the tunnel like the job I had after that like amazing like amazing and you are like after you experience a really shitty working um situation and you experience a good one right after you cherish that so, so much. much like getting along <laughs> with your co-workers your boss being so kind to you yeah. and understanding the communication being there like all that shit you don't take for granted so I'm a firm believer in you always have to have that experience mm-hmm. where you just don't mash with your boss the environment's toxic just so when you do have something good lined up after you actually cherish that and you're grateful for it because I'm very grateful for it. And in relationships too, you got to go through shitty relationships. So when the good one comes, you don't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, for sure. And then you also know what questions to ask to keep Absolutely. you from experiencing that again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what red flags to look out for. Exactly. Which is also really <sighs> great because it's like, yes, it sucks that we have to go through it, but now we know and it will never happen to us again. Ever. You know? Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> God, I was just a I was just a happy girl, and graduated they, from college, landed my big of job. In that no, moment. for real. You know for real. they really do. They really do. They really do. It's fucked they up. They got me fucked up. Yeah. If I were to see her today, I got something to tell you <laughs> about you. <laughs> You'd top her. <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't even, I would sit on her ass and fucking fart on her face. How about that? Let me top you like that. I'm crying. That's how much of my respect you got. Oh my gosh. Bully her. Bully her. All right, who was your worst boss? Okay, my worst boss was a Virgo. Oh! This Virgo man was absolutely trash. I remember this He was such trizash. He was such a micromanager. And it was, oh God, it was actually very annoying because it's like, yes, he micromanaged. And then he somehow made a way that whenever I asked questions, he made me feel like I was the bane of his existence. You know what I mean? Like he he was so annoyed that I was asking him questions and like, oh, you're stupid for kind of like not knowing this. I'm like, okay, well, I really haven't been on the job for a long time. I've had absolutely no training. So yeah, I'm always going to have to be coming to you with questions. And also, there's absolutely nothing wrong with asking questions. Like At all. I ask a lot of questions, yes. But if you can't answer them, to me, that means you're a shitty freaking boss. And like, why are you getting mad at me? Because you don't know the answer. Yeah. Like, what kind of shit is that? Absolutely. What kind of shit is that? Because they're probably all butthurt. They're like looking at you like, fuck. I don't know the answer to that. And they feel embarrassed. So then they get annoyed with you. Like, that seems like a personal problem. No. I said that in our last video with Aries. Like, one of the reasons why Aries, I feel like, is a really good boss is because they're usually a one-man team. They know how to get the job done in every aspect of the company or the role or whatever. So they are more than happy to explain it to you because they've done it before. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just... 
hated this really because I feel like Virgos normally will kind of like, I mean, depending on the Virgo and if they like you, like they will take the time to teach you. So it made me really upset that they weren't willing to, he wasn't willing to teach me. And the other thing that really made yeah, me upset about, you're like, you don't want to teach, you don't wanna teach me? me. Like I have all of these skills and you don't want to like, yeah. like what? Why don't you want to invest time in me? Right. Yeah. I was very offended. And the other thing was too, it's like, you know, I, as a Sagittarius, as an Aquarius rising, as a Libra moon, like I'm very creative, you know what yeah. I mean? And like, I like to put out new ideas and try new things. And that was very much not appreciated and kind of like, stunted yeah when I tried to present new ideas they were like no you're doing too much like stop like and that really hurts me because part of what makes me happy in a role is being able to be creative and come up with new ideas and be innovative and that was just not encouraged I hate that and honestly it kind of makes sense again don't get offended you have a whole chart but Virgo usually doesn't like taking risks and they do judge people they're known to be the judges of the zodiac that do take risks and it's like okay if risks don't work for you why are you mad at me for taking them right you can do what works for you all the time but not everyone has to do it your way right and good things happen when you take risks and it's like but they're, they're scared yeah and they, I can't help but think that they're a little jealous of people that have that courage in them to try new things, mm -hmm. to put themselves out there. Virgo, very much colors in between the lines. Mm -hmm. And they can be such negative Nancys when they're telling you no, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, really just kind of, like, shit on your idea, make you feel like, why did you even bother bringing it up? And it's annoying because I say all this because I would just go, I would go around this guy because I knew that they were great ideas. Yeah. And people would be like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Like, let's implement that. I love this. And I'm like, so it was really just you being a hater, Absolutely. not wanting to see me do good in this position. So fuck that, man. That's the thing. I feel like bosses that are so insecure, they're very dangerous to be around yeah. because they are always thinking that you might replace them. And it's like, why are you thinking like that? If you believed in yourself, you would assume that you are also going to grow within this company. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, it's just so odd. And you think, you think that when you're young and in high school – and like in college, like, oh, people are so immature. I'm not going to deal with that when I'm in the professional world. You are going to deal with that yes. on a professional level, yeah. which means they've been doing this for so long <laughs> that they think this is okay and they feel justified to do so as adults, mm -hmm. which makes it very scary. I feel like the worst part about my situation was that I was also around these older people in the company that would see the way she treats not just me, other people, and them too would embarrass these other adults that were her age. Yeah. And they just wouldn't say anything. And I thought it was so no. embarrassing. I'm like, kill me now. I could never, ever, in any age, be the person that just gets spoken to like this. Yeah. Like, you got me fucked up. You will respect me. You might know more than me in terms of this but you will respect me. Right. There's and if I'm not respected by a boss, by anyone actually, if I'm not respected in any relationship, I will no longer put myself in a situation to be around you. Mm -hmm. Like that's it. No, straight up. And quite it's frankly. It's called loving yourself. Yes. <laughs> and you can be a boss, a leader without belittling people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Facts. I feel like a lot of people think that you have to strike the fear of God or like put them down. And no, you can inspire and be a positive influence on people's life. You don't have and to yes. try and scare people to, into respecting you. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. They want to scare people into respecting them. That's not true power. Mm -hmm. True power is being a good, kind person. 
and still a still being able to get your message across. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for watching this podcast episode. Or with listening. Us. Or listening. Yes, I be- <laughs> Go watch. Right. Go watch. Because you know you like to see our expressive faces. Yeah, we expressive as fuck. We really are. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. Anyone that you think will fuck with us and fuck with this vibe, mm-hmm. share it with them. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple, Spotify. Like the video. Y'all, it really helps us out a lot. So we would greatly appreciate it. Yes. We post our podcast every Wednesday. It's on all streaming, you know, podcast platforms. And mm-hmm. now it's also on YouTube if you want to watch, like we said. We post our YouTube videos every Monday and Thursday. So one is coming out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for that. Don't okay. forget to follow us on our socials. We're mm-hmm. Charmed and Dangerous on Instagram. And then our Twitter handles will be on YouTube as well. So go check it out. Mm-hmm. Love Thank you guys you so, much. so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.